catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. to another week of Fragments of Silicon Reviews. As mentioned, we are back to our usual two-game uh, review schedule. Uh, this week, we've got Hob and Arrowheads. First up is Hob. All right, so, let's see. Um, I suppose we should get into the backstory. Uh, Hob is the latest release from our good friends at Runic Games. Um... So, if you don't remember any of our previous interviews with Runic, which is understandable because it's been a while since they released the game. Uh, five years, from my reckoning. Like, uh, Torchlight 2 was 2012. I was quite surprised at this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not sure if Hobbs has been in uh, the works for, you know, the entire five years, but it has been in development for at least two years. Our interview about the game um, happened in season five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, granted, uh, that was the season finale, but that was still a while ago. So this game's been cooking in the oven for quite some time. And it's definitely an expression of them wanting to do something different because the Torchlight series... Um, they're basically Diablo uh, 1 and 2 with the um, uh, serial numbers filed off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense considering, you know, a large amount of the um, staff that worked on that game worked on the uh, actual Diablo 1 and 2. But um, Hob represents a very different direction um, in pretty much every way I can think of. Like, mm. not, not just in terms of, um, like, design but also like aesthetic and uh, so on and so forth. Um, Anyway, uh, Hob is a, I guess the term is action adventure that we use for this kind of uh, game. It's a top-down Zelda-like. Although calling it a Zelda-like is a bit egregious because while it, you know, it looks like Zelda and, you know, will sort of play like Zelda... It's got a very different focus than Zelda. Yeah, and having a jump button is a bit Zelda differently, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, well, there have been uh, uh, top-down Zelda games that use the uh, jump mechanic, but those tend to be like the portable installments for some Mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. And there, there, it's with the... uh... 
there's a lot of environmental navigation and puzzle solving. It's less combat based than most, like even Mario games are. Yeah, yeah. The star of the show is definitely the puzzle aspect, and the degree to which the puzzles can change the world. Mm-hmm. Though uh, puzzling isn't the only aspect that uh, goes on here. Like, mm-hmm. Combat is actually probably the most minor point I can think of. Like it's there, and you do have, or you'll eventually build a uh, fairly robust move set. But there's not a lot of enemies to fight, just overall. And um, outside of some uh, exceptions, enemies don't respawn. I don't know what you mean, Adam. The most deadly enemy of all is everywhere. I refer, of course, to the grass. (laughs) Um, No, your most deadly enemy in this game is going to be gravity. Because... Mm Unlike the Zelda games, there's a, you know, heavy emphasis on platforming. Mm-hmm. And granted, navigating in a top-down space and jumping can be a bit finicky. You know, yeah. especially with this game, because um, this kind of runs into one of my major problems with it. That's the camera angles. Yeah, the camera is... Yeah. The camera is fixed i mean there's nothing you can do to affect it yeah the- uh and the camera and the controls are both a little bit not quite on point they're they're shockingly archaic because this game is pulling off the old um pre-rendered cinematic um days of design here like um if you remember like say resident evil or final fantasy 7 or a game like that uh, you know the, the camera, camera changes when you go to a ne- new quote unquote room. Although in this game, everything is way more wide open than that. Yeah, it, well, the camera's a, a lot more dynamic than um, back then because you know there's actual stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, but still, not... sometimes when you like walk close to a door to a thing, the camera will suddenly dramatically shift to be yeah. appropriate for that. Yeah, and um, what happens then is your uh, entire control scheme changes. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I was reminded why we don't use this anymore, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It, and it's like, and it's weird. I I get that they want to give you the right view of all the puzzles you're supposed to interact with and stuff, mm-hmm. but also, the game world is really pretty, and it would be nice to be able to see parts of it from other angles, even if you couldn't rotate everywhere freely just being able to like look a little bit to the sides would be nice sometimes yeah (laughs) it's not a deal breaker but um it's gonna take some getting used to especially if you've never seen this kind of thing but because like i said which there are kids young enough playing games nowadays that that's pretty much there yeah like i said i was surprised because you know i haven't seen like go to the next room, oh, hey, the direction I, I'm going in now goes up instead of left. Yeah, I want to write my favorite one. Trying to climb up ladders and having to press the up button instead of just pressing on in the direction you were going in. Yeah. I'm a, like from a sideways view, I mean. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I, and I get why they did this. 
not just because uh, you know maybe puzzle reasons, but you know this is a very cinematic game. It's like they like showing off their architecture and shit. I'm like speaking of which, um, this game ha does ha feature a very unique aesthetic. Like um, it, you know, its game style will remind you of Zelda. Its art direction, maybe not so much. I mean, maybe some of the later Zeldas or you know something like that. Mm -hmm. but, and the uh, yeah, it's the feel of it is kind of like I've heard it described as being kind of like Journey. I've never actually played Journey, but where you're moving through a very arty area, but the style is very unique. Yeah, I think like the thing that really popped out for me is the use of copper. Like, mm. yeah, there's a lot of copper, which yeah. is a very distinctive thing because yeah, most like, metal is gray. Right, and like like you just don't see copper used um, in aesthetical values all that often, which is actually kind of surprising since, you know, copper is one of the oldest metals known to man. Mm -hmm. And it's very striking in this. There's a, it's a lot of copper, then like gray stone and green plants. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then right. everything else is stuff that's worthy of attention. Yeah. And the other word I would use is clockwork. Because... Mm -hmm. Everything is shifting. Like, you know, everything is moving on, uh, like it's on gears and servos. And, you know, it's like someone made a game out of the, like, Game of Thrones opening or something like that. Yeah, and a lot of games, if you come across, like, a stone circle or something, you have to stand in the middle and do something important or walk around the edge and do something important. In this game, you're more likely to have to basically hit a couple buttons and then the entire stone circle will unscrew and turn into a gigantic stone flower thingy and then you have to run across it. Yeah, and that kind of ties into um, copper and electricity, another um, big motif in this game. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, th this thing is all like industrial and mechanical instead of mystical. Although it's very grown over, so there's an interesting natural effect to a lot of the mechanical stuff. Right. And, uh, let's see. So, actually, I, as a weird thing, I, this is maybe a slight bit of a side note, but when I first heard the game, I was reminded of, there's a webcomic called Dresden Kodak that did a storyline mm -hmm. called Hob once, and I expected it to be completely different, and actually... The robots in that had kind of a similar aesthetic to this. I that's just struck me as odd. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, getting uh, tying into that is, um, well, the whole storytelling procedure. Mm -hmm. uh, this game goes for the wordless variants. Or in yeah, the, sense the, the only word, the only words in the game once you're playing are on the menu uh, to select which screen you're looking at. But like all the things that you gain aren't named; they're just icons. And then when you're purchasing new abilities in the workshop, they are uh, they do tell you in actual words what they do. Because that'd be a dick move if they didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the approach has its ups and downs. Like, okay, I, I can appreciate what they are going for here with the whole wordless exposition, um, you know, show, don't tell, and all that stuff. 
but the problem is this is all you know it's an alien world with an alien language and alien figures and you don't know what any of this shit is mm-hmm. and, nope. like, like nobody seems to know uh, what the uh, avatar is exactly like is you look human-ish I'm yeah. pretty sure you're alive yeah, you look to be also being a robot. Yeah. Somewhat organic, yeah. I'm like I, I think that I, I think there might be more answers in supplemental material, but well that's supplemental material. That's that, that's extra credit at best. And also that's, do we even know where we would look for the supplemental material or Um, I think you get it free if you buy the game on VOG. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I not. I'm not sure if it's in the Steam release. Like that's kind of bad. Yeah, let me. Let's see. Uh, forget what it's. Um. Yeah. Stories: The Path of Destinies. Like, which is currently. F- yeah. Um. It's an exclusive GOG offer. Anyone who purchased um, or has already purchased Hobbs will get a free copy of Stories, The Path of Destinies added to their account. So, um, yeah. That's not good, Runic. That's not yeah. good. So, yeah. essentially the entire... Game, actually. Hmm? I think that's a separate game. It's supplemental material, I think, uh, meant to flesh out the world. No, it's a different game. Oh, it is? What? Like, huh. Hmm. Interesting. So it is... Still, my uh, point still stands. It's... It's a thing that's only available on one platform. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, We have a soundtrack, but that doesn't have... It's not like there's an art book or something, so... Yeah, so I suppose this is a good opportunity to mention the soundtrack, or the lack of one. Yeah, there's mostly environmental, except occasional bits of short music. Yeah, yeah. I'll say it right now, like, I I honestly don't know if the soundtrack's worth buying, because it's so... um, uh, It's so minimalistic... That uh, you almost don't notice it. Yeah, they're, you're going to hear more background noises and ambient sounds than actual music most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's especially important because they're asking $10 for this thing. You know, and I really can't recommend uh, you buying the soundtrack given that. Uh, yeah. I honestly don't know how how much of this is used in the game. Uh, it's it's the- ten tracks. They're called Samba, Forest, Prizex, Valisita, Saturness, In the Tank, Tower, Cenotaph, Anima, and Gemini TX. Those total like- run total runtime a little over an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, that's not like no, they're not using uh, the soundtrack um, to its fullest extent. Uh, I'll say that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily something that hurts the game, it's but it is something that um, 
is noticeable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially since, you know, in Zelda games, the soundtrack is usually quite prominent. Although, but I suspect I suspect there's some intent to cultivate a uh, experience well, yeah. that is uh, well, yeah, it's all the would immersion. be harmed by having a lot of music. Yeah, well, it's all about the immersion. Like, uh, you know, the minimalistic uh, soundtrack is all part of the immersion, or the perceived immersion at the very least. Like, uh, let's see. Uh, the game is surprisingly large. I'll be honest. I was expecting about six to eight hours for main quest. Mm -hmm. I'm like 15 hours in, and I still haven't even gotten to the end game. Like, I'm in the later game, but um, granted, a lot of that is because in the style of Zelda, there's a, you know, you're going to be doing exploring. You're going to be looking for hidden shit because yep. there's a lot of hidden shit here. You know, bog standard power-ups like you know more health more um stamina uh like when you do your glove moves you use um a certain portion of energy and you know it's tied to a bar you can uh, get more of that you know and so on and so forth you, know, you, you get more um crafting materials to upgrade your sword and you get more moves and, you know, there are even, like, hidden archives around the world that will, you know, further enrich your knowledge if you can understand what's going on. I'll admit the um, shrine I found, I didn't understand exactly what was going on until I saw the achievements. You see how this word thing can be a drawback? Mm -hmm. Like, all I ask is for some grounding. Anyway, uh, so I suppose we should get to the biggest problem with this game. I mean, overall, and that's the technical hurdles. Uh, yeah. So this has been reported across the board, like both PlayStation 4 and PC. The game is unoptimized as fuck. Yeah, it's it doesn't. I mean, it looks okay. It looks pretty, but it has very selectable, like uh, graphic settings. But even on the low settings, my computer had kind of a hard time with it. Yeah, my yeah, computer's having a hard time on medium. Yeah, it's like uh, I was having frame uh, frame rate uh, drops in certain areas. Same uh, here. And like I said, that seems to be a, like uh, I've seen numerous people report that problem, and you know they're like apparently Runic is trying to fix the problem, and there have also been apparently crashing problems based on the number of times there have been updates to with patches to try yeah. to fix crashes and stuff. So there's no easy way to say this. This game is kind of rushed to market. Yeah. Which is shocking given how long it's been in development, but uh, uh, the game shows a distinct lack of polish. Uh, and I could only speculate as to the reason why. Um, anything to do from a lack of QA to the engine they're using, um, which from what I saw on Wikipedia is called the Ogre engine. It's actually not Unity. Although how 
uh, accurate that statement is. Uh, you know, it's Wikipedia, so tread carefully. I was about to say something, told... something salt. Yeah, it's like, if you told me this was a Unity game, I'd believe you, because it's got the um, hitching problems that a lot of Unity games have. So, hopefully those will be ironed out um, sooner rather than later, because I'd say that's really the um, principal thing holding this game back. Like, I can, like, right now I could give a good solid 7-8 uh, recommendation based off of how powerful your computer is. Yeah, this is a very... Like, if you don't like exploratory games, you're probably not going to get that much out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's... I, I It looks really nice, and the feel is really good, and I recommend experiencing it if you can. Right, and another uh, another note for those who might get it on the PC... Um, be sure to have a controller. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the game flat out tells you that a controller is recommended because, well, not surprisingly, you know, the movements uh, really correspond to a modern-day controller. Like, yeah, you want to uh, have analog movement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this is not a game where you, um, aim is all that important, so you don't have to worry about, you know, precision. Even in jumping, I noticed a bit of a bit of assisting, uh, like when you're trying to jump across a gap or something. It'll sort of snap you onto the other side of the gap if you're going in that general direction. Most times, I have encountered um, where you know you will. Oh, if fall- you walk off, you'll fall off, and if you're jumping in a completely different direction, you will. But if you like are clearly trying to get from one end of a gap to the other, it actually helps you. you- yeah, actually, if you walk off, you'll just grab the ledge. Yeah. Yeah, so. if you walk off hard enough, I guess. If you walk off... Yeah, no, if you, um, uh, like, run off, you'll run yeah. off. That I encountered uh, more than once. Mm-hmm. Like I said, those changing camera angles can be um, more of a nuisance than they should be. Yeah. Especially since you've got a lot of um, curved structures in this game. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be running, and then it, you know, it goes into the other direction, and it uh, messes with your controls. Like, but like I said, it's not, you know, it's not a deal breaker. You know, nothing I encountered in this game was a deal breaker. Just something like, to keep him mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it could use, uh, it could use some smoothing up and optimization, but generally... Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, like I said, if they fix the, if they fit the, if they fix the technical hitches, um, this game probably will uh, make my top ten. Uh, as it is, you know, it's only a mere solid recommendation because, you know, it's really hard to run right now. Uh, oh, and I suppose uh, also on the PlayStation. Or there is no native pro support, which is uh, which I have seen be a deal breaker for some people who have PlayStation 4 Pros. So keep that in mind. It's just you know since we review the PC versions of things, it's kind of hard to take into account the console versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, 
maybe... aside from that, if you play it on a console version, you're not going to be trying to play a game that's really bad with a keyboard with a keyboard. Yeah. I, I suppose that that would be the consideration there. All right. So, is there anything else we need to mention in in regards to Hob here? Uh, did we talk about price? Ah, no, no, uh, we have not. Uh, Hob will run you twenty dollars standard indie pricing, and um, yeah, I'd say that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah this, once this, it gets this to, feels like a solid twenty dollars. I would generally. put an asterisk once the um, performance issues are fixed. It would be worth twenty dollars. Yeah, that, uh, that's what I'd say. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. As it is, uh, I I'd wait until um, not so much a sale. I'd wait and you know keep tabs on this game because um, it's it is a really worthwhile game. Yeah. Does I'm, um Runic mention updates on their own Twitter, or is there a specific Hob Twitter that they talk about like game updates? Uh, let me see. I I, uh, I think the Runic Games Twitter would suffice. I, I don't know if they do it's, the... Um, yeah, sometimes teams, you know, make I specific know that, game Twitters. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of... Uh, yeah, I see a lot of... Uh, let me see. Is there even a Hob account? Uh, Hob game? No, it uh, doesn't look like it. Like... So yeah. Uh, anyway, I am a bit concerned about this game because you know it's coming out in such an unpolished state. Um, here in uh, late September, now it's um, the first day of October. Yeah, near um, the holiday rush. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're hitting the busy season. Uh, like, and not just for the AAA stuff. You know, we're seeing a lot of big time triple, you know, big time indie games getting released. You know, not not just say Hob here, but uh, you know, like the big indie game release was Cuphead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which unfortunately no one gave us codes for. Well, not hint, yet. Hint, 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 people. <laughs> I, I've been trying. I'm, to I'm kidding. Approach. I'm, I'm just... not talking to you. I'm talking to all those, uh, you know, industry people who totally listen to our show. <laughs> Indeed. Well, <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Um, they, you know, these games might be getting to us, but they're not getting to us. Or rather, um, if they use the email on our website, that's uh, that goes to Mac's email. Uh, yeah, that'd be. Yeah, it's like my email uh, addresses are obscured unless you you kind of know me, or you know you use a, like one of the like terminals or something like that. Like, that's kind of how I got Hob here. Uh, Runic Games and our show go all the way back to, like, 2010 or two, uh, 2009 you know, when the first uh, Torchlight game got released. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you, know, you know, granted, that was MSP, but, you know, it's, a, it's been a long-standing relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, Studio HMDR... Trying to get on the show, but uh, no luck because, well, I think they've been a little too busy making Cuphead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Something, uh, something I, driving sure themselves that that a little really a insane. Yeah. Anyway, um, let me just make sure that uh, uh, Hob here probably has a bundle 
Uh, actually, I think it has a couple because uh, the not only can you buy Hob uh, standalone, but uh, and this is the one I would recommend. You can get the Runic Games collection, which is Hob and both torchlights. Yes, and if you don't have the torchlight games, uh, yeah, I would recommend getting those as well. Torchlight's yeah. really great. Yeah. And you also get the Hob official soundtrack uh, in that bundle as well. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how much it costs because I have all these games. Mm. Like, can someone check on that? Uh, uh, I have them all too. Is, the um, bundle is thirty-one forty-eight. Yeah, that. Uh, so yeah, ten dollars per game. That's a good deal. Yes. So, yeah, if you're going to buy Hob, at least on Steam, um, not, not sure if uh, GOG is doing the bundle thing there. No, but, but it's they, got... do have, they do have that free deal with the other game, at least for a while. So, I don't know. I don't know anything about that game, so I can't say how good of a deal that is. Yeah. So, there are reasons to buy this on GOG, and there are reasons to buy it on Steam. Um, PlayStation 4, I guess, if you own a PlayStation 4. Like, I don't think Torchlight has been released on PS4, though. No, I'm talking about Hob. Well, I know, but, like, if you're okay. looking for other games and just have a PS4... Yeah, like, no, I don't think, like, I don't think the Torchlight games have been released on PlayStation 4. I'm, I think they're on PlayStation 3. I vaguely remember seeing one, but not two. Hmm. Like I said, it, it can be hard to keep track. I, I know the Torchlight games got released on the Xbox 360. Yeah, uh, doesn't uh, yeah, it doesn't look like the the Torchlight games ever hit the PlayStation 3. Um, yeah, like I know the first Torchlight is on the. Uh, Xbox Game Store. I'm not sure if it's got Xbox One compatibility yet. Oh, doesn't matter. This isn't really about uh, Torchlight. This is about Hob. And, you know, Hob is a good game in its own right, just being held back by, you know, the aforementioned te uh, technical issues. Right. So, you know, and... I, said, I, I, I don't know what their timetable looks like um, when it gets fixed. Maybe we'll have an update on that uh, in the weeks ahead. Although we will not re, re we will not re review this game. Yeah, unless it gets like some super big DLC or something like that. Yeah, or you know, yeah, so it's got to be really substantial for us to go back. Mm -hmm. You know, or else it's you know what we got here. Um, at that moment of review is what we're going to review. That, that's kind of how it works. So anyway, um, final thoughts on Hob. It's a game you can play. <laughs> I really like this game. Um, I wish my computer could play it better. I'm going to try and find time to play it more since I didn't have as much time as I wanted. Yeah, I really like this game. It's, it's really nice. Um, just fix the small issues and it'd be great. Yeah, One of the best games of the year. 
All right. So that's Hob. Uh, be sure to tune in after the break, and we'll be talking about Arrowheads. So until then, uh, I wish you good gaming. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.